0: monster cast on hundreds of radio stations across the nation begins right now. Welcome to AAR Ranch. I am Mark Walters filling your prescription for freedom today in the Car Firearms Group studios in front of the six-hour Platinum microphone. And it is all being brought to you, of course, by the great X-Insurance. Welcome to the show today. Greg over in Dallas, Texas. How you doing, my brother? Not too bad. Would you be so kind as to tell people where to participate in the chat during the show today?
2: Sure, if you'd like to join our live chats, just head on over to your app store, grab the Telegram messaging app, create your profile and search for Armed American Radio Conversations.
0: Diane Feinstein passed away earlier this week and I'm going to remind you throughout the program today just how much she hated your right to bear arms. I don't want that to be lost in the sauce. I want to play a quote from her going back to, I believe, 1991. Greg, let's play that.
3: If I could have gotten 51 votes in the Senate of the United States for an outright ban picking up every one of them, Mr. and Mrs. America, turn them all in. I would have done it. I could not do that. The votes weren't here.
0: You will hear that throughout the show today. Just Because it is a reminder of what it is they have in store for you. And it's why we fight this fight every single day. Joining me now for the top half of the hour, Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. Alan, welcome to the show, my friend. That quote is timeless and it never goes away, Alan.
2: The gift that keeps on giving because she came out and said exactly what she wanted to do rather than playing we're only for reasonable gun control or common sense gun control or gun safety. She put it on the right on the line of what she wanted to do. Do you think that the
0: party, because while she continued to fight for assault weapons bans, etc., using her language, not mine, and putting the placards up behind her every time she fought to ban guns, she never came back out that I can recall and said that. Did somebody tell her not to go so far?
2: Well, she said she's banning them all, uh, so I think she went that far just in different rhetoric. Uh, you know, it's interesting. She's very hypocritical, too. When she was mayor of San Francisco, she has concealed carry permit and she carried a handgun. When it became public that she had a handgun and she was licensed to carry, she gave away the gun and, and gave up the permit. Uh, they're full of hypocrisy at the same time. You know, it's like what they want to do to us is one thing. What they want for themselves is a totally another.
0: Alan, do you think she really gave it up?
2: Well, I, I would did. question that. I, she said she did. But,
0: you know, Washington, Feinstein, I, I don't know if she did or not. I've never seen any proof of it. But she no, did there, say that.
2: It, yeah, there was one There's one temporary silver lining, Mark, though, uh, right now with not being in the Senate. And that is the the Senate Judiciary Committee is down a Democrat, which means at this juncture, none of Biden's anti-gun nominations to the courts are going to go through for a while. So the longer it takes Gavin Newsom to put another gun grabber uh, in the Senate, we at least have a breath of fresh air that we're not getting any anti-gun judges confirmed.
0: You and I both know he's going to put an anti-gunner in there. But walk us through the process. What happens next? Newsom fills that seat. And how long before that that their gravy train is able to begin pulling away from the station again?
2: Well, as soon as as soon as he gets sworn in or he gets sworn in, once his nomination gets sworn in, that's it. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, my, my feeling is he's not doing anything before the before the funeral and she's, you know, buried. But then thereafter, it should come pretty quickly.
0: Do you have any idea who he may nominate? Is, 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 is there any birds in your ear somewhere? Any idea?
2: No idea who's going to nominate, it's a given. Again, we all know it's going to be somebody that wants to ban and confiscate guns.
0: Yeah, it'll be somebody cut from his cloth. Alan, let's go back now to, we've got about five releases that I want to talk with you about today. And we'll start with Newsom, because the CCRKBA on the 26th, just a few days ago, about four or five days ago, put out the following press release headlined, CCRKBA Newsom Signs Extremist Anti-Gun Measures. Now, This is interesting for a number of different reasons, because even when you're not here later in the show, I will be referring back to California. We're seeing the anti-gun states, the blue states, including Connecticut. Holly will be here from Connecticut, who you know as well, talking about what's happening. We've got a representative from GOA also fighting in courts coming on the program today about all these all these blue states, this post-Bruin tantrum, I'll call it. And it's getting worse by the day. Let's start with California. Where are we now? Gavin Newsom signing extremist gun control measures, which was just Tuesday, amounts to a giant leap backwards from protecting public safety and the rights of law-abiding citizens, which is what the CCRKBA said. Can you expand a little bit?
2: Yeah, uh, well, I can expand it this way, I guess. The Citizens Committee for the Right to Keep our Arms obviously attacked Newsom and the Democrats in California for putting in another ridiculous unconstitutional proposal. The Second Amendment Foundation, back on September 12th, when the legislature passed it, already filed suit against it because we thought Newsom was going to sign it immediately. And this week, the Second Amendment Foundation filed for preliminary injunction um, you know, against it uh, in court. So we're trying to move it as quickly as possible. I believe we have a, a December hearing on our preliminary injunction motion. Um, again, over time, it's not going to stand up, but uh, they control the legislature, uh, and they control the governor's mansion, and they can do whatever they want in California, and they keep doing it.
0: So it's just, a, it's just a part of the same playing card. It's the same thing over and over and over again. California residents, you're stuck waiting for these things to move through court. How many cases do we have in California right now, Alan? It's a bunch of them. I know it's a handful.
2: 18 or 19. I'm not sure <laughs> which the number is right now. Uh, but if, if we, have 50, we have 54 currently in courts across the country. 18 or 19, which is you know more than a third, are in California alone.
0: And they don't care. They'll make it 20. They'll make it 21. Has he gotten enough yet? Rhetorical question. Is he going to stop now with this signature? What else could they possibly conjure up in California, Alan?
2: Total gun confiscation. I mean, that's where they're going. Do you believe, again,
0: kind of a rhetorical question, but let's go down that rabbit hole. After what we saw with Grisham in New Mexico, will Newsom go that far?
2: Well, let's go back to Diane Feinstein's quote. If I had 51 votes, Mr. Mr. America, I, I'd come take, collect them all. Gavin, uh, Gavin Newsom had the votes, he'd go collect them all, too.
0: Well, he's got to know that his 28th Amendment proposal stands absolutely zero chance. So what next? Because that's obviously the direction he's going, is wiping out the Second Amendment.
2: Well, well 20, his 28th Amendment is aimed at destroying the Second Amendment by... Making an amendment that puts the holes in it and makes it makes the second amendment worthless. Uh, that's where they're going. That's what they want to do. They don't have the votes for it now, but we're living in a country, you know, that doesn't take a whole lot. We're only really one election away from losing all of our freedoms. Let's be honest about it.
0: Not well, you're right about that. And if, if there's a trifecta, I talked about this on The Daily Show last week. If there's a trifecta with Democrat control in the upcoming election, we're in big trouble, aren't we?
2: Oh, we're, we're in horrible trouble. Uh, this election is, is a turning point. Uh, there's no two ways about it. And uh, it's not an election a lot of us are looking forward to one way or the other, but it's an election where we must win for gun rights. All
1: right, let's get let
0: – me, let me just get specific about one thing because I want to talk a little bit about how this, how this, how this is, is – po- when I say post-Bruin temper tantrum, let me put it that way. What California essentially did, and I want you to correct me if I'm wrong, was by restricting lawful concealed carry in public places. They've literally wiped out where a gun can be carried in California. When you look at all of the restrictions, it's nearly impossible to not violate the law when you leave your home with the restrictions they've put in place. Am I reading that correctly?
2: I think so. And I think it's an a, a extremist measure, this SB2 they passed, that does a lot of damage in a lot of areas of gun rights. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just just typical California And that's why we have to file these suits You know, we also won a suit this past week in California uh, You know, with their uh, magazine ban Uh, The federal court ruled it unconstitutional for the second time And we're going to eventually get one of these cases Or two or three or four up to the Supreme Court And knock out a lot of these laws But, you know let me, I just want to say, Mark, you used the word Bruin a number of times so far, but you probably have a lot of new listeners each week that don't know what Bruin is. So that was the name of the Supreme Court decision that knocked out New York State's bad law on the right to carry and also changed how courts have to look at gun control laws. And now they have to go to the text and, textual and history of what was around when they passed the Second Amendment uh, in order to justify it and shift the burden to the federal government or the local governments, not individual citizens.
0: Which is why, ladies and gentlemen, we're seeing the blue states do what they do. And that's going to be an underlying theme throughout the program today. Armed American Radio's monster cast continues in the Car Firearms Group studios. We've got one more segment with the great Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. It's all brought to you by X Insurance. We'll be right back with Alan.
5: It's well known that we live in a world where even good police officers can become targets for frivolous lawsuits. At X-Insurance, we provide liability insurance for police officers to eliminate your exposure and to protect you. We're the very best at what we do, and we've been doing it for more than 40 years. We offer same-day quotes and solutions, so call us today or have your insurance agent call us. But call today, and let's get that target off your back. For more information, visit xinsurance.com. That's xinsurance.com
6: Daniel Defense, firearms are guaranteed for life, trusted worldwide, and designed, engineered, and manufactured right here in America. Daniel Defense, freedom, passion, precision. Daniel Defense is freedom, passion, and precision. Welcome back inside
0: the Car Firearms Group studios. With me, Mark Walters, in front of the Sig Sauer Platinum and very powerful microphone. It's all being brought to you, of course, by X-Insurance. We'll talk more about our partners coming up later in the broadcast. Continuing the conversation with Alan Gottlieb, House blocks Biden effort to defund school shooting sports programs. This is interesting from a political standpoint, Alan. And just a couple quotes from you. Joe Biden's attempt to stop funding for these important school programs, that being protecting the act is protecting Hunting Heritage and Education Act. Biden, quote unquote, misinterpreted the bipartisan Safer Communities Act. I don't know how else we want to phrase that. It was intentional. He didn't misinterpret anything. That's the media take. Uh, and some of the political spin that wiped out funding, ladies and gentlemen, for archery and hunting safety in schools across the country. There was a 424 to one House vote, extreme bipartisan uh, support here for the Protecting Hunting Heritage and Education Act, which crushed the Biden administration's effort to block that federal funding for school shooting sports programs. Allen said this, Joe Biden's attempt to stop funding for these important school programs was yet another demonstration of just how extreme this administration can be when it comes to guns and even hunting. These are programs that not only provide valuable and genuine safety training, but also contribute to teaching the next generation about wildlife conservation while passing along an American tradition. Just because the 208 Democrats voted for this measure does not forgive their past and future support for restrictive gun control legislation. Evidently, Democrats are beginning to realize the gun issue will not play well during the 2024 campaign, And that Biden's attempt to cut off funding for school shooting sports could bring lots of angry sportsmen and women to the polls next November. Those are the operative words right there. So let's talk a little bit about the politics there, because it also moved out of the Senate and the White House has said they will sign the legislation. What do you think happened here from beginning to end that we got to this point? And talk to us a little bit about the politics. Why do you feel that they are realizing the gun issue will not play well during the 2024 campaign when it seems to be all they're running on?
2: Well, it's the battleground states where it's all about, and it's the congressional districts that are in play. You know, not every, you know downtown Manhattan, and Los Angeles is not in play. Right. So what sells what sells well for them, you know, in places like that, doesn't sell well for them in, in the places that they need to win to seize back control of the House or keep control of the Senate, or for that matter, or keep the White House. So um, I think they they took this vote. They realized that it was so extreme that they had they gave them a chance now. To cast a vote votes say, hey, look, I'm not that extreme. I'm not that anti-gun rights. Look, I voted I voted, for, I voted to, you know, against Biden on this. But, you know, you watch them come right back and vote for every gun ban they can. Uh, it, it isn't going to really matter. But it, it, it gives it gave them some cover to some extent. Uh, but it also is an embarrassment to Biden who now has to backtrack and say that he's going to sign it. Uh, because it was overwhelmingly, almost unanimously, uh, in both the House and the Senate, uh, you know, it, it, they overturned him, and his veto, he couldn't veto it because votes he doesn't have enough support to override the veto, so I mean, uh, or to keep the veto in place. So I mean, it, it, it's uh, it's a it's a great victory for people on our side, uh, but it, it's 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 a hollow victory to the extent that they didn't really change their minds. They'll come back and get you when they can.
0: Alan, they think we're stupid, don't they?
2: Well, I guess they do. You know, Uh, I mean, there's no doubt about that. Uh, I mean, we have a culture war going on in this country. It's been going on for a long time, and it keeps getting hotter and hotter and hotter all the time. And it's going to explode on 2024 in November on Election Day.
0: Yeah, there's no question about it. It's going to be the most difficult election this country has faced, at least in my lifetime. And I'm not old, but I'm certainly not a spring chicken either. Uh, I I found the politics of this fascinating. Obviously, Manchin was going to say something, Tester, you can see where the battleground states are. Uh, Only one Democrat voted against it, and it was Democrat Rep. Veronica Escobar of Texas who voted against the measure. But I found the politics of that to be fascinating because I find politics fascinating. And I thought to myself, well, that's a slap in the face. I mean, you would certainly think that the White House would have foreseen something like this coming, and they apparently did not or they wouldn't have done what they did. I don't know. Am I misinterpreting something there? Was it just a misstep on their part?
2: No, I agree. They totally didn't see it coming. Um, And uh, they got caught blindsided with it, um, and it set them back on their heels. Uh, And and that's good. We need to set them back every chance we get when they do something that's not in support of gun rights.
0: Yeah, and i got to tell you, coming on the heels of what happened in New Mexico, that's a one-two punch, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to explore that throughout the show. All right, let's move to Maryland. And ladies and gentlemen, sometimes these court cases can get a little complicated with partial injunctions and filing briefs, et cetera. But the headline here is federal judge grants partial injunction in Maryland case. And in this case, a U.S. district court judge in Maryland granted in part a motion for a preliminary injunction in two cases, including one involving the Second Amendment Foundation challenging Maryland's sensitive places law. Think California off limits think post-Bruin temper tantrum, which is supposed to take effect today. The case is Novotny v. Moore. It was filed earlier this year. Uh, Alan, what's the partial injunction? What did we win? What did we lose? Or what maybe not lose, but what did we not get of what we want? Explain that partial injunction.
2: Well, uh, on sensitive places, the judge split the baby. By the way, I believe it's an Obama appointee. Uh, He basically split the baby. So, you know, in in private places – uh, you know, and some other places, the judge said that it's totally, you know, gave us a preliminary injunction, saying it's we're likely going to prevail on trial, and it's unconstitutional. And in some places, like you know, parks and other places, uh, he gave it to the state and, and wouldn't give, wouldn't give us a preliminary injunction on part of it. Uh, there's going to be cross appeals on this. We're going to appeal the part that we lost, and the state's going to appeal the part that we won. So it's going to get moving on up pretty quickly.
0: It seems complicated, but because it was split. So, ladies and gentlemen, let me just clear this up. Maryland is enjoined from enforcing laws restricting the carrying of firearms in locations selling alcohol, private buildings, or property without the owner's consent and within 1,000 feet of a public demonstration. That's the part that he said, nope, can't enforce, that we would likely win on the merits. Is that
2: right? That's correct. But to be honest about it, there's no difference with the part that he said we'd likely win to the part that he wouldn't give us the injunction on either. So, uh, it, it didn't really make a whole lot of sense because there's no right. text or historical tradition for any of the part that he wouldn't give us the preliminary injunction on. It's just you're dealing again with a Democrat appointed Obama, you know, a, a Obama appointed judge who has to please his people and his constituents to some extent, knowing that we're going to win. So it's going to get it's going to get cross appealed and, uh, uh, we'll prevail over time on it.
0: Why? You know, I, gosh, I would love to hear victory, 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 victory. Supreme Court granted cert, another victory, 3 and 0 at the Supreme Court. I know it's frustrating, ladies and gentlemen, these cases take time, but this is why we joined the Second Amendment Foundation. Because of this fight, this is what the Second Amendment Foundation does. And let me just take this brief opportunity to say please join us at SAF.org. These cases are not free, Alan. We've got thirty seconds. Let me just read the headline. Give us the quick, the one-two punch. SAF files brief supporting motion for preliminary injunction in California gun law challenge.
2: Yeah, well, I talked about it a little earlier while we were talking right. that the SB two. Uh, we've already filed, now we've already filed for that, and you have a court date for a, a judge to hear motions and you know grant oral arguments so we can move this further down the line. These, again, are going to be peeled all the way out of the court system, so it's going to take time. We have to be patient, which isn't always fun. Again, saf.org to help us out.
0: saf.org, Alan Gottlieb, founder Second Amendment Foundation. Thank you, sir. We got in all of the briefs that I wanted to get with you, albeit we never have enough time with you. I've got so much I'd rather talk with you about as well. Alan Gottlieb, founder Second Amendment Foundation. Thank you, sir, for everything that you do. We will be back. A.W.R. Hawkins from Breitbart News right after this.
6: Hey, it's Andy Hoosier, the voice of reason on KQAM, Wichita's Big Talker. And you're tuned in to the Armed American Radio Network. Now let's get back to the man himself, Mark Walters. We just love Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier, the voice of reason, KQAM,
0: Wichita's Big Talker. He is no doubt Wichita's favorite son. Wichita kqam you are tuned in right now to this program and armed american radio's daily defense we love us some andy hoosier we had a chance to talk with andy hoosier about ufos and if you listen to him at kqam or here you know he's all over the ufo thing that's always a fun conversation to have with mr hoosier thanks for that rejoin Andy. welcome back inside aar ranch car firearms group studios mark walters filling your prescription for freedom in front of the sig sour mic and it's all brought to you By the great x insurance let's now go over to breitbart news awr hawkins and get our weekly update from dr awr hawkins how you doing brother i'm doing great how are you mark i'm doing wonderful and i know that you're traveling and i appreciate you taking time out of your very busy schedule today let's start with chicago awr a subject matter we haven't talked about in the last few weeks with you so let me bring you up to speed not only awr he's written about it but the numbers have changed so let's get some current numbers For the number of killings and shootings in Chicago, week in progress, September to date, because September's done, 36 killed, 216 shot and wounded, a total 252 shot. That is September alone, ladies and gentlemen. And from 924 through 930, just this past week, 8 shot and killed, 33 shot and wounded, total 41 shot. Year-to-date numbers, 436 shot and killed. It is October 1st. Shot and wounded nineteen hundred and fifteen for a total shot of twenty three hundred and fifty one. AWR, you rode over at Breitbart today. At least seventeen shot Friday into Saturday night in Mayor Johnson, Chicago. Nothing stops it. Can the, the, the train just keeps rolling along? AWR.
7: Oh yeah, it's not going to stop. I mean, it's those people are uh, disposable, so it doesn't matter. And. Uh, But sometimes someone's got to learn the lesson. This is how Democrats treat people that are politically useless to them. They don't care. It doesn't matter that these are minorities. They don't care about minorities. That's all a hoax. They use that to get votes. I mean, if they cared about minorities, they wouldn't have launched the Ku Klux Klan. Uh, And I shouldn't say they launched it like it was an official party launch, but it was comprised of Democrats. So, uh, you know, they wouldn't have done that. They wouldn't have been slave owners if uh, they cared about minorities. So it's nothing new, but uh, it's just ridiculous. You just it. Chicago's a killing field.
0: You and I have covered tens of thousands of killings in Chicago over the years together. Think of that number. We're talking about a stadium full of people, AWR, and nothing gets done and the gun grabbers in california pull what newsom's pulling connecticut with their polling massachusetts with their polling new york new jersey atlanta nothing gets done in these democrat run cities crime is continuing to go through the roof and they're taxing gun owners taxing ammunition knocking off places where law-abiding people can carry their guns and meanwhile you've reported on i've lost count of how many concealed carry permit holders in Illinois have saved their lives and somebody else's lives, why do they keep attacking us? Again, I know it's political agenda, but there's got to be something else in play. Help me wrap my head around it.
7: I mean, they really can't do anything to curb, quote-unquote, gun violence, except repeal gun control. So then what they have to do to look like they're being active is pass more laws. And uh, so they passed these laws that they know the law-abiding citizens will adhere to. And they passed this excise tax so that they can claim we're going to raise $160 million and it's going to keep schools safe. And I, I can't remember when it was that my home state of Kentucky first launched its lottery. And I remember how schools, been, schools were going to be perfect. And schools in Kentucky were going to be as good as schools in any state. And I believe when I went to class in Kentucky, most of the people in there were eating the covers off their books and chewing on their pencils. So I'm not sure that money ever made it. And this money's not going to either. It's all another hoax. It's a way to take from the law body and put it in the coffers of the government.
0: Well, let's go a step further, too, because you remember, and I I believe you covered this in Washington, when Seattle put their phony gun tax in place. Seattle, you're listening right now. It was a joke. We did some FOIAs out there at the Second Amendment Foundation, Dave Workman did, and found out, well, it didn't bring in the money they thought it was going to bring into the coffers because people just buy guns and ammo elsewhere. Are we going to see the same thing in California? Are people going to wake up and say, you know what, I'm just going to go to, well, I'm going to, go to Arizona and buy my ammo? Nobody's going to know?
7: Right. Well, I imagine a lot of people are already doing that because uh, with uh, gun controls they have there, the ammo controls, I should say uh, what they've done is they have shrank the the supply. And when you're dealing with a high demand product and you shrink the supply, you don't even have to be an economist to understand what happened. The prices skyrocket. And so Gavin Newsom, all he's doing, he's, he's grinning and, and blowing the horn on a freight train that is barreling out of control down the track. That's all he's doing. He, and enlo- he loves press time and, uh, You know, after the excise tax, I listened to the rest of his speech. Most people turned it off because they were bored to death. I listened to the rest of what he said, and he compared the tax on firearms and ammo, he compared that to a sin tax. It's a sin tax. Mm -hmm. How can the exercise of a natural right be a sin tax? See, I mean, it's no holds barred with this crew. This crew is out to demonize and cripple the Second Amendment.
0: Well, you know, you actually bring that up. I, I, I haven't heard it phrased that way. But what it does, ladies and gentlemen, when he, it's a syntax to people who hate guns, period. They believe that all gun owners are bad because they are gun owners. Therefore, it's a sin. Now, I'm just uh, hypothetical, theoretical, philosophical. Would Gavin Newsom be happy if every gun manufacturer and dealer left the state would he say look we were successful
7: well he says he's not trying to do that he was asked that question uh right. during the press that went along and he said that that's not what he's trying to that guy might. but see, you can't trust him you can't trust anything he says and so uh in my opinion yes he would be happy in my opinion he would be happy if law-abiding citizens were unarmed and um and that's, that's the road he's traveling down. Now, he won't be in office long enough to get that done. But that, that's the road that he has continued to move down in California.
0: All right, let's take this opportunity. This would be a good opportunity, Greg. Can you play the Dianne Feinstein clip again for us, Greg? If I could have gotten
3: 51 votes in the Senate of the United States for an outright ban, picking up every one of them, Mr. and Mrs. America, turn them all in. I would have done it. I could not do that. The votes weren't here.
0: AWR, I have to I have to believe that Gavin Newsom is of the same mindset, whether he wants to admit it or not. That's his California senator before she obviously passed away this week, Dianne Feinstein, right?
7: Right. But I think he is. But I think there's a great lesson in that. I'm glad you played it. And here's the lesson. For decades, and it was decades ago when she said that, for decades, the left has been telling us gun control is wildly popular, but Congress won't act, and Congress won't act, and but it's a lie. It wasn't popular when Feinstein was in. It's not popular now, and that's why Congress hasn't acted. That's why you and I have ended up talking about regulatory gun control with the ATF going around Congress, because Congress knows their constituents do not want gun control and Diane Feinstein put it out there plain and clear for everybody that's why she couldn't get the votes and
0: i got to remind you too when, when awr says that was decades ago it was over 3 decades ago to be exact and she failed over those entire 3 decades and passed away without granting without getting her own wish granted let's quickly go to atf regulatory gun control because our representative here in the state of Georgia Andrew Clyde has had enough 30 seconds we're defunding atf's universal background check rules he gonna succeed here awr
7: he doesn't sound like he had any doubt at all uh he's i said uh rep Clyde, what are we going to do about this he goes this is how he responded and if you've heard him talk you can hear it he goes oh well we're going to defund that just like that it's just gone and uh and he explained once congress defunds something ATF by law is prohibited from finding funds elsewhere. Once it's defunded, it's dead. It's over, and that's where that
0: can go. Yeah, Clyde sounds confident in that, and I and I hope I, I hope he is successful, and the House is successful in defunding that rogue agency, otherwise known as the AFT, as Joe Biden calls it, the AFT. We've got one more segment with AWR Hawkins to wrap up hour one of today's Monster Cast. We'll be right back
3: to the AFT.
5: Regardless, it's well known that responsible gun owners and security professionals across the country have become targets of frivolous lawsuits. At X-Insurance, we provide custom firearm liability insurance to eliminate your exposure and to protect you from unscrupulous lawyers. And if lawsuits do arise, we aggressively fight them.
1: It's Mike Gallagher wanting to let you know that the crew of the Desperado Sport Fish in Virginia Beach, Virginia, supports Armed American Radio and the Second Amendment. And I'm right there with them. Now back to Mark Walters.
0: I'm just feeling so patriotic today. Greg, what's up, my brother? How are you, man? <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, good. Heavens to Betsy, Google Greg in Dallas, Texas. I- <laughs> Uh, mute the mics for just a second i'm just kidding ladies and gentlemen greg and i were having some fun we were funning with each other during the break and it was a good conversation uh safe to say it wasn't safe to bring to the airways but it was not at all oh greg it's always fun to have you here man thanks for being there doing what you do sure Uh, armed american radio ranch six hour mic fired up for you in the car firearms group studios x insurance presents it all let's go back we have one more quick segment to wrap up with awr hawkins AWR, I got to tell you this before we move on to another subject. I feel really good knowing that you personally spoke to Clyde and you've spoken with him a number of times and that you feel confident. So I'm going to ask you again, like I would ask you if you were Gottlieb, you feel confident that this defunding is going to go through. I just want to reiterate that because if you feel confident, I feel confident.
7: Uh, just reading uh, Rare Clyde's tone, I feel super confident. And you've got to understand, he has. See. People, because of our leftist education system, people who were publicly educated quite often are ignorant. And I was publicly educated. I'm not putting anybody down. But I'm saying the left took that over. And so people don't learn things they should learn. Like people should learn that the House holds the purse strings. That right. was so big about winning the House to shut down some of Biden's spending. And I'm going to tell you, Rep. Clyde understands how... That aspect of the house works better than any other rep I've talked to on the topic. I'll just put it that way. And so when he tells me what he told me the way he told me, I felt good about it.
0: Okay, I'll I'll leave it at that. I just kind of wanted to reiterate that. I have to take you to a story that I covered last week because when when I heard this, all I could think about was you and some of the drops. Oh, you know, tell, you know, hey, Mom, he will not be home for dinner. Or I'm going to go ahead and put one in his forehead and eat my hamburger. Armed farmer thwarts alleged robbery while taking sons for concert and then fancy burgers. This guy really did what we've talked about.
7: Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know he's a good dude. He he said he was so grateful that he had a handgun, that he had the Second Amendment, and uh, you know he he did what he had to do. You know, and he had personal interest in it, and that doesn't diminish. You have personal interest in almost anything you do, especially self-defense. You have a personal interest in your life. That's why you defend yourself. So, uh, what he did was remarkable. And uh, you know, his boys were texting the mom, watching dads, calling him a hero uh, for what he did to those people that were breaking into uh, to the shop. So it was awesome.
0: Yeah, he, ladies and gentlemen, just in a nutshell, the farmer held a couple burglars at gunpoint while he was taking his kids was supposed to be taking his kids to an Eric Church concert and then go out and have some fancy burgers when he was interrupted by two burglars on his property that he held at gunpoint until they were arrested, and then he left and, like AWR would do, went out to the concert and ate his fancy burgers. That's just such an Americana story. It's such a great story. And we do have another happy ending story to talk about, and your headline is, estranged husband allegedly breaks into ex-wife's home gets shot in chest. Now, I saw this story repeated elsewhere, and what I what I felt good about it was it referenced the, the Second Amendment in those other headlines, that this is the Second Amendment in action, AWR, isn't it? These are happy endings. Yeah, I mean,
7: yeah, see what you get someone like Shannon Watts, you know, or or someone else who's about half cocked and has to have a teleprompter to, to say two sentences. Uh, they're always, they want more gun control. Oh, she needs... They need more gun control because he's estranged. That's not what you need. He didn't need more gun control. He just needed a gun. And uh, they had the gun, and he comes bouncing in there. He wants to get all bossy. Bam. They put it on him. That's, and I bet it burned. I can't remember his name now. I know it covered it, but uh, let's just pretend it was Charlie. I mean, it would have been hard not to walk up to him while he was lying or screaming and go, Charlie, does that burn? Next time, you knock, and if I don't answer, you leave, or I'll do it again. That's how it's supposed to work.
0: And it did. It did. Ladies and gentlemen, these stories happen across this great nation every single day. There's one happening now as we speak, and the mainstream media never covers it, unless it's something very unusual and there's something about it. And even then, they'll try not to, unless they have to, like the Greenville, Indiana kid who put eight shots out of ten on a guy from 40 yards away and stopped a mass killing. They were kind of forced to cover that one. But in this case, it was a woman's estranged husband breaking into her house, and her boyfriend was having none of it, and nor should either one of them. So God bless them for exercising their Second Amendment rights.
7: Mark, real quick, uh, and you're talking about these stories. like You remember the issue, Kyle Rittenhouse? They covered that. They had to cover it. But then they thought it would play into their BLM, or at least it would play in uh, play into getting him prosecuted and imprisoned, and, you know. So that's why they cover it and all this. But I wanted to mention I'm I am doing an ex insurance hunt with Kyle Rittenhouse uh, coming up pretty soon at one of my favorite ranches in Texas, mm-hmm. and uh, and Kyle and I talked today, and he's excited, and we are going. To destroy some hogs, we're gonna we're gonna have a blast while we do it, and uh, he's gonna bring a Taryn tactical rifle with him. You know I'm friends with Taryn. Terran. Right. Uh, Terran is a great dude, and uh, Kyle and Taryn are also buddies. And so Taryn has sent him a rifle that we're gonna we're gonna use. Uh, and I say we Kyle'll probably use it. I'll stick I'll stick with uh, uh, what well, I'm using right now, a Watch tire 308 with a ATM Thor 4 uh, thermal on top of it.
0: Oh, those thermals are something else. Y'all are going to have a great time. And I want to point out is, again that this is an X-Insurance-sponsored hunt yeah, as well. that's what Greg, I wanted to
7: stress. The, it's an X-Insurance hunt at Lone Star Hunts. And I, I try to tell people via my Instagram, but if you think, I want a hog hunt, but I've never done it, but it looks fun, call Luke at freaking Lone Star Hunts. I'm serious. Call Luke. They're right north of Wichita Falls. And Luke and his dad... It'll blow your mind, the fun you'll have, and you will kill hogs. And they'll set you up. You might say, I don't have a rifle, I don't have a thermal. Luke will have the rifle and the thermal already zeroed for you to use, and he'll go over some things with you, but uh, you'll have a blast. Yeah,
0: and I, I can tell you, your daughter has been successful hunts there as well with you, has she not?
7: Yeah. and See, so I wish. Uh, way I, I'm glad you brought it up. I wish you hadn't brought it up. Cause see that day we're driving around in the K and and way off I'd say 180 yards on the periphery. Howdy goes, oh there's a hog over there. I'm like I don't know if there's a hog over there. I thought it was a shadow. We're looking, we're looking. <laughs> Luke Luke gets over there on it with his with his glass. You know he's looked through his glass. Goes nope, that's a hog. <laughs> and uh, we we closed on it just a little. Howdy took a respectable shot. What I mean is fairly long distance, but one shot and uh, Mr. Hog was sarinara. And uh, but it's the kind of stuff that happens at this at this ranch at Lone Star Hunts. You have fun, and every time I do an ex Insurance hunt, whether it's Lone Star Hunts or wherever, but when I do an ex Insurance hunt at Lone Star is a magic combination.
0: And you've actually had the uh, X management. <clears throat> excuse me, and family out there on those
7: hunts with you, have you not? I have, and I'm going to tell you what Great right stuff. now. If if, if if you cross Rick, the thing to do is don't run straight away from him. Run a zigzag pattern and get in a hole as quick as you can because he is a deadly there, shot.
0: There you go. I mean, he go. is
7: deadly. <laughs> AWR Hawkins
0: from Breitbart News. Looking forward to hearing about that. Guys, you can follow him on Instagram and see photographs of these sponsored hunts that he's talking about. Lone Star out in Texas. AWR Hawkins, thanks, man. I know you're, you're busy traveling, and I really do appreciate you taking time out of that drive. Thank you for being here and for everything that you do on behalf of the Second Amendment. Next hour, coming up, we're going to talk to GOA, and we're going to talk to Connecticut. We'll be back.